everybody. This is Allison Summers. Just a reminder that Michael and I are not experts. We're not doctors. We're not scientists. But uh, we're just speaking about sobriety through our own experience. So take it, leave it, do what you want with it. We're also not affiliated with any uh, programs about sobriety that have anything to do with that. So enjoy the potty. Hey everybody, it's Allison Summers and Michael Yetman, and we are on the Sloppy Sober Podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. We're here today. We have a very special guest, uh, famous, famous comedian, Chicago comedian extraordinaire, Grace Leachman. Grace, yeah. how the hell are you? <laughs> Great. I'm not famous <laughs> yet, but I love that. I think that you're famous in your own way. Okay. Is that how that works? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, okay, here's the thing. I just learned that Grace has only been doing stand-up for a year. Yep. And so to me, that makes you famous because your writing is some of the best writing that I have heard in a long time. That's so nice. And it could be because I go to so many open mics that it's <laughs> like, no. But I've seen a lot of comedy because I do a lot of shows. And I write comedy too. And I... I'm a very impressed, uh, adoring fan of Thank your writing. You. That's very kind. Yeah, that's usually when I first started, people were like, great stage presence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm just big. <laughs> and now people are like, good writing. And I'm like, okay, cool. That matters more to uh-huh. me. Great stage presence. Yeah, I don't know that's what that means. Like like, You're big. You're definitely up there. <laughs> I'm going to do a big Southern accent while I'm on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I just like it. Do yeah. it. Okay, cool. So... You are sober. I am. Do you um, identify as someone who's just sober or are you alcoholic? Uh, do, you, do you care if we even talk about of, that? Yeah, mix. Yeah. A mix and match. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been sober. It's coming up on three years. Wow. Yeah, pretty exciting. Okay, so can you tell us what it was like uh, before and sort of what it's like now as a creative person, someone who is in the comedy scene. Yeah. So I have only done stand-up comedy sober, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, and I moved to Chicago when I was already sober. So I think it was nice that everyone just knew me as sober. And um, I kind of had like my footing in sobriety before I moved here. Because like the first year I got sober, I didn't even, I was like, I have no business being in bars and like house parties like just no need Mm -hmm. and now I'm so like I mean I'm in three different bars every night absolutely yeah um so yeah I mean before I I didn't do I worked in finance Mm -hmm. and then like getting sober I got sober in 2020 got like closer with my higher power kind of like figured out what I wanted in life and then was like oh I need to be doing comedy so yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never done comedy drunk. I hope I never do. Yeah, me too. I hope that you never do it uh, drunk either. I also came into the scene as a sober person, mm-hmm. and so uh, moving back to Nashville, nobody knew me as a person who drank. Um, besides, like my high school friends, who I don't really yeah. ever talk to them. So that has been really nice. That it's like okay. You know, when they say in the rooms, like they're like, 
you got to get rid of the old playmates and yeah playground. avoid people's places and things That's yeah old old shit i got to do that and i feel like that is a big part of how i was able to remain sober yeah is i didn't have to stay i lived in atlanta at the time so i didn't have to stay there i was able to sort of start fresh and do do things new yeah that's been really nice like didn't have to like change any new habits just just kind of dove in Mm -hmm. and so for you when you with your creative process what has been the the biggest struggle for you creatively that's a good question I mean as it relates to sobriety or just generally in general I mean it it could be both or neither Mm. I think the biggest thing I'm coming up against right now is just like time the amount of time I have in the day I wish I could write for like an hour a day that's Mm -hmm. my goal um and even if it's just like sitting and if I don't like put like one time I wrote for an hour and all I wrote was I'm single (laughs) but I was like that counts that's my hour um but I know it's so embarrassing (laughs) no being single is I was single for like five years yeah I loved it yeah but I think like there's that you know, sometimes I'll sit and put aside time and just like nothing comes. Um, so that's a big thing. Cause, cause I really like, r- at least right now, I'm not someone who could like walk up and riff. Like I have some friends in Chicago who will do like go into a roast battle and do like seven roasts, like off the top of their head. Like that is not my style. My style is like, like you said, it's like very, like the writing is very particular and the wording. Um, so if I don't have time to write new stuff, that kind of stinks. Um, and like the flip side of that is luckily I've been booked at least in the past couple months, mm-hmm. which is great to have shows. But then like I really have to p- make time to write new things. Otherwise, I'd just have the same 10 minutes and that mm-hmm. isn't fun either. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you start to freak out if you don't like what do you do to I don't I don't know if that's even the right word, but if. Because I, I have those feelings, too, of, like, I don't have any new material. I always am afraid that I have already written my best stuff, which, like, can't be true. Right. It's very, it's a very common, very common amongst comedians that I have talked to, many a comedian, that I'm always afraid that, that this is the last good thing I'll ever do. It's the last good joke I'll ever tell. And my friend actually said that... uh that her her boyfriend actually said to her, "What a world to live in to believe that it's so limited, like mm. that 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 is that that we are so limited." Yeah, and I just think that that's a great thing to think about. Of like, no, I will constantly be writing new material. I will be evolving. I will yeah. be creating. But it's that weird that mind, my alcoholic brain. Yeah, which I call my alcoholic brain is my asshole brain. My brain is an asshole. Yeah. And that's like, oh, man, you shouldn't put this joke on your reel. Because mm. if, if you if people see that, then that's the funniest joke they're ever going to see. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> why does it have? Why does my brain sound like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I also freak out or I guess like I get overwhelmed when I get to work with really good comics, you Mm -hmm. know, like there's comics that I've hosted for who've been doing comedy for 30 years and it's just overwhelming to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, it'll take 25 years for me to get there. You know, it's just like, it's such a craft, you know, like the way 
not just their joke writing, but like, I mean, this one person I'm thinking of, like he thought about like where he was, where he was standing on the stage. And he's like, you know, when he's laughing at his own jokes and when he's using voices and like all these little things and he's doing it for like an hour and a half. And it's just like, I have like 20, maybe 20 good minutes of that, you know? And it's just. But can we talk about this for a second? Do we really need to be watching comedy for an hour and a half? I don't know. This guy rocked. Okay. Yes. Okay. But when I think about like, do we really need? Yeah. Yeah. So I I get where you're coming from with that. I will tell you, I I think that most people could speak to this, that like it really depends on who is doing the comedy for an hour and a half, because there are certain people like I watched. I remember the first time I watched Kyle Kinane in person in a small rock club, he could have, he could have kept going for the entire night. And I probably would have just stood there enamored because it's, it's the, the room you're in, it's the audience you're with and the comedian. It's not just a comedian themselves doing, I think when you put all that together, I could just be a geek, but like, I think when you have that scenario, I think that would definitely change that mindset. But also to your point about that person, like knowing where they're standing and stuff, think about how precise you are with your writing now when you're in. Well, once you have like, once you're almost like, for lack of a better term, like bored with like your process is still figured out in terms, you're going to start like nitpicking. So I wonder if, yeah, 25 years, it sounds like crazy, like in this big picture scheme to be like, where I'm standing on the stage or whatever. But then when you're obsessed or so in love with, like you seem to be clear about what you want to do. I wonder if that's part of it. It's just like you, you know, Kobe Bryant knew how to shoot a basketball better than anyone because he got bored of just, he knew how to make the shot. So now what else can he do to always make the shot? Never miss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's my perspective. It's definitely exciting. um, But it's just like, Oh, there's, there's just so much more for me to learn. And also like, I mean, maybe a month or a month and a half ago, something happened where I called a comic up to the stage and they weren't ready. And so I had to say their name a couple times and it's like, I, it felt crazy and I felt so uncomfortable and I was like, what should I do? But you can only learn what to do in that moment by being in that situation. And so I'm like, okay, well I have to be in dozens more of like unfortunate situations to learn what to do. I I feel the same way. I will take, I will say yes to any gig. I'm like, I, I don't care if it pays, whatever. I need the experience. Mm-hmm. I need uh, crowd work. I need the experience of just, and, and I'm an improviser and people are like, oh, that should come naturally to you. I'm like, I don't fucking talk to the crowd when I'm improvising. Yeah. I am talking to someone else on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a whole, it's a whole different thing, but I feel Whenever I start to feel like, ooh, I have five years doing comedy, doing stand-up, I feel like I should be further along. I'm like, oh, I really need, I really need the, all this, ex- I just need more experience mm-hmm. and more practice and more shitty gigs. And yeah, because that, to me, is the only way that I'm going to learn because I don't have, I don't know how it is in Chicago, but like there's no... I do have one person that I can contact and I'm like, can I run this joke by you? What do I do in this situation that I feel comfortable that they will give me solid Mm -hmm. advice. But when it comes to trying to figure out how to do things correctly, Mm -hmm. 
correctly in a sense of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, I am the blind leading the blind Mm -hmm. and I can only learn from those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, so when I first started doing comedy, which by the way, y'all talking about like looking at your success based on where you are, <laughs> I feel like I'm the least successful at the table and I've been doing comedy the longest. So hang in there. It gets, <laughs> it gets so much worse. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm curious because when I first started coming up, so I came from like a group of people that like we loved like old school, like I say old school, but like 90s East Coast comedy, like the Patrice O'Neill's, the you know Geraldo's the anyway (laughs) um but yeah we kind of but part of that feeling that like griminess of like the hang was like the party drinking aspect is that something though now you're new to stand up that the hang I imagine is still part of it for you but is that different now is is the party element kind of evolved out of that is some of the hang now just like Somebody, I don't know, puts on a Victrola. I don't know what cool people do now for the hang, but like, <laughs> is it a Victrola and like just casual conversation <laughs> or like, what is the hang for your perspective? Um, there's still a ton of alcohol involved. Um, I try not to stay out if like, like once the comedy's over, unless I'm with people that I really want to be with, you know? That's the same. And I'm, I'm same like... Way. Or, like, if I want to, like, quote-unquote network, which usually just means, like, there's more senior comics where I'm, like, I just want to be near you and, like, listen to you talk and, like, I don't care if I'm, like, at, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I mean, most of the mics we do are at bars, and so most people are drinking, and then we usually run from mic to mic, and then, yeah, once my friends are done... um or I'm done with comedy, I'm like, all right, I'll probably head home. Because I also work a day job. But I've stayed out a couple times with friends, and, like, it doesn't bother me that my friends are drinking, and, like, there are plenty of comics that drink irresponsibly. But, like, a lot of my friends just have a couple, and just we just stay out late. I mean, I do feel bad for some people who will be like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight, so I'm going to go home. And I'm like, you know you could stay out and not drink. You know, and like I've, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate that I have that like tool, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'll have a Red Bull or like I'll have a Diet Coke or, you know, like you can stay out and hang. I mean, the only time that it gets uncomfortable is like when people like cross that threshold and you're like, I'm not speaking your language anymore. Yeah, I I don't actually think this is funny. Uh, yeah. But y'all do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. But I don't I don't know. I'm just fortunate that I'm comfortable around alcohol and it doesn't bother me and some of my friends even forget and like offer me stuff mm-hmm. um do you think what do you think attributes to being comfortable in, in that sense I think um having a lot of time like I got sober in New York and um having a lot of time to reflect on like why I want to be sober mm-hmm. and having a lot of sober time to look back at what was happening when I wasn't sober. And like, Mm -hmm. to me, alcohol is just like, it's just so tricky because for me, at least it made me believe that it was going to give me all these things, you know, like it made me believe that I was going to be prettier and have more fun and be funnier and find the guy or the girl. Mm -hmm. And it, that never happened. I never like got into a successful relationship because I drank. I never looked better. I was never more fun. 
And so to have plenty of sober time to look back and be like, oh, that it was always tricking me. It's always a trick. It's never going to give me, you know, I've, I mean, I started drinking when I was 13 Mm -hmm. and I stopped when I was 25 and I had like a two year break in college. So I, what is that? I've drank for 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how many nights a year, but so I've drank probably 2000 nights and it never got me the things that I thought it would. So I don't know. I have enough like body of evidence to just be like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't interest me. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make anything better. And if anything, it'll make things worse because like something that I've learned and people have shared with me is being funny is like the fourth requirement to being a good comic. (laughs) You know, like there's all these other things. I mean, it's work. Like submitting is work and showing up on time is work. And like playing your role in a show, you know, like, yeah, you have jokes. You should have 10 minutes of jokes. But if you're the host, there's host things you should do. If you're the cold open, there's, you know, if you're the closer, like doing those things right. Um, And understanding, I think... For me, understanding that the show is, it might look a little different when I am in those roles. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's just silly. One of my best friends in Chicago would just be, he would be on Netflix right now, I think, if he were sober. He's just, you know what I mean? But there's just so much more. There's, there's just more work. And I know, yeah, I just have friends who have like missed gigs or messed stuff up or, you know, and. It's just like, yeah, you're funny, but there's other funny people. And like, we have a paying audience and this is a business. Yeah. And like, and they didn't pay for you to be super fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, there, there was a comic in town, uh, who was so funny, so funny, but then started to just go on a downward spiral. And every time they would show up on stage, they would be so hammered. And it was so off-putting to the audience. And it's a, sad, it's a sad thing to see that and then, you know, be like, hey, is everything okay? And Yeah. And I do think, I mean, for me, I just can't drink alcohol responsibly. I can't, mm-hmm. st- I can't, st- people would always be like, oh, stop after three. Like, stop at, stop not, at midnight. Not like, possible. Drink coffee in between. Physically and mentally. I don't, I would possible. be like, I don't understand. Yeah, no way. How you do that. I just, yeah. I can't fathom it. Mm-mm. Like, you know, those chip bags that are like a dare to have just one, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. Um, but there are other people that can drink responsibly. And I know some people are like, I like to have one beer before the show to open it. Like whatever, do your thing. I'm not like against it for me. It doesn't work, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think there's this also this really sad notion and it's, I don't think it's true at all that some people are only funny because they're drunk or high or because they are this like twisted person and people don't get them and they're whatever. And I'm like, you can keep all that and not drink, you know? But like, I also just don't believe that that's what makes you funny. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think comedy is a lot about like relating to the audience and, and pulling them in. And yeah, I think, I just think it would be hard for me to do if I was drunk. I mean, for me, in my own experience, I'm a totally different person when I'm drunk and I'm paranoid and, I would be miserable. You would be miserable. It wouldn't be good. Yeah. It's great. That's, I think that that's huge that you know that <clears throat> about yourself. And I think that comes to the acceptance of 
when you know that you're an alcoholic and part of my reasoning that I can be in bars and can do all this stuff today is because I know I'm like, Oh no, that's not for me. And I'm okay with that today. You know, I know I drank for many different reasons, mainly insecurity. Mm -hmm. Um, and it never, it never really was the thing that I thought it was because Mm. I would wake up the next day and be like, what did I do? Not again, yeah. you know, yeah. I would have those, that, that 15 minutes where I would think everything was fine. I would just drink and drink and drink and drink. Yeah. So I'm curious, you came into stand up sober. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around why, like you, <clears throat> were you always drawn to stand up comedy and you were just like, now that I'm whatever, tightening up my life, getting things in order, however you approach sobriety, but like. What made you think like, well, now, now is the time to get on stage. Definitely when I feel my raw. Yeah. I think I, I always, I, I'd like to think I've always been funny and I thought I wanted to do improv, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly because I just didn't really understand the comedy world. And so I moved to Chicago to take classes at Second City because UCB in New York closed. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know. I I um yeah, I, I was working in finance and I came to one realization that like money doesn't do it for me and I don't know what all this money's for and I don't know why we're all saving this mo- I don't know what it's for. I'd really love to understand why people work so hard to retire at 60. I was just having this conversation with my friend today. Um and I wanted to perform. I went on a in 2020 before COVID I went on a trip with my church and I was like having a very like what am I doing with my life what do I want to do do I want to get sober do I want to switch careers and this pastor she was like what like when are you the happiest and I was like I don't when I'm like with my friend she's like what are you doing and I was like if I'm making my friends laugh and she's like then that's what you have to do yeah it took me a while to get there but I was I started stand up before I started the improv classes and um yeah improv was not for me Mm, it's not for everybody no (laughs) I was just telling a friend I actually made the mistake I was on the phone with him and I was like yeah Allison's great she's like the only person I know who can do both improv and stand-up and then I realized he does improv too (laughs) (laughs) and I was like and you (laughs) he actually is really good at both but um (laughs) yeah yeah I just like stand-up better i like it being me but um i don't know i think i was like always supposed to do it yeah i don't know i did finance because i was always good at math and people were like do that and then i got a job in an investment bank and people were like yeah do that and then i was doing it and i was just like i don't like this and i don't know why i'm doing this mm-hmm. so you're moving to new york yep. in a month yeah so how so what are you feeling and how do you manage feelings um, about something that's very exciting and could also be scary, right? Yeah. I, I'm excited. I, I just miss Manhattan. I'm just like, I guess I'm like called there. Like I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to live there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just miss it. Chicago, I'm sure is a great city. It does absolutely nothing for me, you know, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't do it for me. I don't, there's no like part of the city where I am and I'm like, Oh, like I want to go explore. I just doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't give me life. Um, I'm sad to leave the Chicago 
comedy community because I feel like I've made a lot of good friends and like progress and Mm -hmm. made it in at some clubs and um, there's obviously like way more shows that I could do and like I've never performed at the den and that place is amazing Mm -hmm. but yeah I just feel like I'm supposed to be in New York and I also have some faith in myself and like I moved to Chicago didn't have a job didn't know anybody had never done comedy and like did pretty okay for myself yeah you're doing great thank you yeah so I think I'm just gonna like repeat hopefully the like hard work write a lot meet Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask the right questions I hope that also works in New York Mm -hmm. so I'm mostly excited we just had an interview with another person who had similar feelings like just excited to be alive Mm. you know just to do and be and I think that that's something for me when I was drinking I was not excited to be alive I no and now I'm like I can't wait to drink coffee in the morning yeah it's very strange I mean we just get so much time back Mm -hmm. like I I lost towards the end of my drinking the my entire Sunday Oh, yeah. Most Sundays. And then I was like, that's one seventh of my life. And like, not only am I not going outside, like I'm doing horrible things to my body. Uh I'm depressed. I was calling my mom crying. being Like, what's wrong with me? And like all the while I'm living near Central Park and people are out picnicking and walking their dogs. And I was just like, this is my life. This is my life. And like, I'm not able to live. Yes. So if you could, um, if there was something that you wanted to say to somebody who was struggling, mm. maybe trying to get sober or curious, but just struggling, what would you say? Um, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, that I was going to be the only sober person my age, the only sober person who also wanted a social life, the only single sober person. And there's like a lot of people that look like you and you know if you don't have these problems you may not understand how someone who struggles with alcohol feels but there are a lot of people who understand how you feel you know like I said people would say oh just stop drinking after two drinks oh just switch to beer oh just and I couldn't I was like I think we're speaking a different language Mm -hmm. I can't connect with you on this so there are a lot of people that feel how you feel and focus on today I, I thought about like, what about when I get married and what about, and it's just like, what if I just did it today? Mm-hmm. And then if I make it to tomorrow, maybe I'll just do it tomorrow. And all the things that you like want to do, you can do and they'll be more enjoyable. Sober. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Bye everybody. Bye.